Hi, welcome back to the interview series from inside the Women's Village at the Parliament of the World's Religions. Today, I'm very happy to present Dr. Naina Shaha, who I met in Chicago at the most recent Parliament convening. I'll share that interview here, but we also just did an update because Dr. Shaha is now on the Board of Trustees for the Parliament of the World's Religions. And a big congratulations to her. She's really going to be an asset to the Parliament. Dr. Naina Shaha is an international scientist, a theoretical quantum physicist dedicated to living a conscious, compassionate, and creative life, illuminated by a constant inquiry of truth. My name is Naina Shaha. I grew up in a Jain faith, but I believe in universal religion and spirituality. And I practice Vipassana meditation for the last 25 years, which is what is believed to be the teaching of Buddha. The whole idea behind that was that suffering is universal and so should be the way out of it. And this is meditation, which is non-sectarian. My faith is very universal, my idea of faith. But I did grow up in the Jain faith, Ahimsa. Nonviolence is a very important factor of Jain religion and it's central. I don't know of any other religion where it's the central tenant. How does your faith inspire you towards this year's parliament theme of a call to conscience? Since I was growing up, conscience is always called upon in your day-to-day -day life. In Jain religion, your day-to-day -day life is imbibed with having that awareness. And I guess I never thought of it, but it's unconsciously been always there in me. Not killing insects around in the house and those kinds of things. All this was always there with me. When I became a mother is when I feel there was a very different evolution in me that I felt. And my spirituality just expanded. My daughter was nursing and is uh, such an intimate bond, breastfeeding her. What happened was, like, I started feeling very different about milk. Milk was something that we consumed. We were vegetarians always, but we consumed milk. And I suddenly felt like, wow, this spiritual bond that I have, all beings have that. We are the only ones who take milk from someone else's mother who is meant for that child. I never felt that way before. And at the same time, there was a messenger that came to our backyard, which was a doe that gave birth to fawns. And they grew up in our backyard and they used to have that celebration, the mother bonding right in front of me every day. The mother used to come out from behind the bushes and the two fawns used to come and drink milk. And seeing all that, there was something that happened that I just couldn't go back. My connection to the animals, I feel like deepened through my motherhood. All the animals have that bond and we are breaking all these bonds, right? And so I think if we want to celebrate motherhood or womanhood, we cannot do that without remembering all those animal mothers that are also nurturing their, uh, all the little ones and especially like dairy. That's the one that really brings to my mind this whole thing of motherhood. How does your faith inform you to protect the dignity and human rights of women? I was brought up in a Jain um, background and the Jain monks were women and they were highly respected in the society. So when I used to go to my grandmother's house in the village, all those women monks, it was the majority were women, they would go from home to home and like 
they were treated with the utmost respect like everyone would just want to serve them food and like we would all get as kids turn that i get to serve this and someone else gets to serve that i grew up with such strong women in my life like my grandmother then my mother and my mother has been the inspiration and and she just transformed our family and how uh everyone is treated in the family like men and women my brother and myself we were always treated equally we all both did the same thing and at the same time uh i was also seeing some of my cousins who were treated very differently because they were women and uh, like some of them didn't go to college because they were women and they were as smart as their brothers who all did like college it's such a important thing to keep all the good things that you've gotten out of your upbringing and pass it on to my daughter and to others there is a very important thing which is forgiveness that's the second big thing in the uh, jainism we grew up celebrating pariushan every year which is a period like a month or more and during that season and there's a lot of fasting done and during this time you're reflecting and strengthening your meditation and when it comes to an end when you have cleared up all the things in you you go to all the uh, all the people you know or and you don't know and you ask for forgiveness you say michami dukadam which is bole chale michami dukadam which means that if i have caused any harm or i've hurt your feelings or i've done anything in my speech or in my actions that might have harmed you hurt you caused you sadness or anything please forgive me uh, and the important part is knowingly or unknowingly and the unknowingly part is so important and then you ask for forgiveness and you also forgive everyone and you start with a clean slate so that's something that's always with me Is that something that you've taught your children? Yeah, very much so. I have just one daughter, but she's hopefully imbibing all this. What is your responsibility as a woman of your faith to protect our next generation of children? The mother theme is so present in me and mother earth, and I feel like when my daughter was born, it's not like, you know, I did something. It's like it's a gift that I'm just supposed to make sure that I take care and that my daughter would take care of mother earth to listen to the next generation is our biggest thing i feel like to when they are still fresh and they have not gotten all the conditioning on them to listen and learn from them and not try to put them through the same conditioning that we have gone through through patriarchy and right wrong thinking and to actually try to keep them fresh the way they came out without all those layers on them I practice non-violent communication actively. I think that's something that is really important to pass on to the next generation and just have great respect for them. All to conscience without like constantly having the theme of taking care of earth and animals. It doesn't feel complete to me because it's not like they're separate plants, animals, earth and us and we are animals and like the whole connection So when you go to the conscience there's no separation and I'm going to try to work towards it to see if the next parliament has much more of that in it. It's very good to see you post Parliament of the World's Religions 2023. And here we are now at the dawn of 2024 with the announcement of your position now on the 
Parliament of the World's Religions Board of Trustees. I'm so delighted and so happy. I mean, it's just feels like all the things I have been doing in my life, uh, all the different things, the way they were converging, this had to happen. And it's just that the universe has its way of bringing things together. I'm really excited about the fact that there are this global ethics. That's kind of the way, the framework in which I have been operating. The global ethics document, it's so much about you know, non-violence and truth and care for the earth. It's like all the things that are dear to my heart. And this is the central document of the Parliament of World Religions. I feel like I'm totally aligned with its mission and cannot wait to contribute to it. It appeals to every human, I feel, and that's what makes it so important. I study physics. I do research in theoretical quantum physics, and I'm looking at all these different materials and trying to look at these interacting particles. It's like us humans interacting all across the globe. But then what I'm interested in is finding the universal behaviors within all these diverse systems. All the time when I, was, I do this research, I'm thinking about all these other things, like looking for universal values and principles across all the differences of religions and spiritual traditions and cultures and everything. There's something that is universal. I think it's really important that the earth is included. All of life is included in this global ethics. It doesn't stop at human beings. You know, people think only in terms of human beings. It just cannot be complete until you really fully consider the whole system. I'm so amazed at what the parliament has achieved by incorporating everything uh, in the global ethics document. One of the things I noticed in conducting the interviews inside the women's village is that a lot of the women who went to the Parliament of the World's Religions have careers in very diverse places, from medical doctors to lawyers, social advocates. There were people from all over. There were authors, there were teachers, there were people in government. When you ask a person about their core essence of their spiritual orientation, you really are getting to the heart of the matter with that person. So how they conduct themselves in their lives and in their careers and in their profession out of that orientation, that's when you really hear the gold and the platinum of what matters to them. It's amazing how human beings have the capacity to think beyond themselves and do things. And it's just there everywhere if we just start looking. I have great hope for us. <laughs> we want to see that kind of evolution, that increased consciousness and care for all life on this planet. So I'm very glad that you're a part of things. I'm just a new trustee. There are people who have been there for decades, but everyone there is so kind and so welcoming. They have so much to share and they know so much and all the experience they have. I think that you are going to be a tremendous asset to the board of trustees. I love also that your career is in studying quantum physics and emergence, that which is emerging. And I think that you are carrying in your spirit 
and emergence of a greater level of consciousness and awareness for life on this planet. How beautiful for you to take that forward into the Parliament of the World's Religions as a trustee on the board. I just really have to say, I'm so grateful to what you are doing in the parliament. I mean, that tent, that interview tent, it was, there was something magical about it. I'm sure most women who spoke there probably would not have said that in some other setting. And I think I really have a lot of gratitude for what you did and you're doing. And I really hope that it reaches many people and more and more women speak up. So just tell me if I can anyway do anything for you to reach more women and for more women to speak up. Thank you very, very much. That little space in the interview suite was like a wound. And and I really appreciate your acknowledging that that space was very carefully set. My heart was just in service to the women to be able to speak from their hearts and forget that they were in a convention hall, forget that they were, that there were any cameras. You're right. This is why I say about this interview series, the heart of woman beats as one. The women are activated and their love cannot be stopped. To a woman in that interview suite, there wasn't one that sort of stood on a platform of dogma. No one. They came from their traditions with their heart and they shared with me the way their faith is in action and their spiritual practices in action. Nina, your spiritual practices in action. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. Delighted to see you again. Thank you. Please help me share these women by subscribing and also by sharing links to the interviews. Thank you. Um.